Hey everybody, today's show is brought to you by Hoopsters, a basketball-themed board game only available at hoopsters.store. I like playing board games because it gives me a chance to connect with my kids or my friends, and for me, the best games are a lot of fun, but they're easy to learn, right? I don't like checking the rules on the inside of the box lid every other move. Great games require some strategy, but also a little bit of luck, and they don't take forever to complete a game. I'm not a fan of those five-hour Monopoly sessions. So I can tell you firsthand that Hoopsters is all of these things. You can play a quick game in 15 minutes or longer one in 30. It brings all of the thrill of basketball together with the strategy of backgammon. And I just can't tell you enough about how much fun it is. Each set is handcrafted here in Central Ohio. So head to hoopsters.store, and if there aren't any sets available, you can drop in your email address, and we'll let you know as soon as we have some more. That's hoopsters.store. Now on to the show. Okay, we're going to start this in three, two, one. Cue coach. Hey, everybody. The college football playoff is almost upon us, and we have some of the info you need and a lot of the info you don't, because that is what medium sports is all about. That's right. All this plus trivia, locks of the week, New Year's resolutions for the major sports, and more medium-level sports talk than you can handle. Everybody, this is Sports Wednesday. Sports Wednesday. Sports Wednesday. Sports Wednesday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Sports Wednesday. I'm Pete Brown, the big man on campus. You'll sometimes hear me refer to as BMOC. That's what that means. And uh, usually, folks, we have live music on Sports Wednesday, but uh, I'm afraid the maestro this week had to call off. He's got a little bit of life happening to him right now. And so, uh, maestro, if you're listening, know that uh, Coach and I are thinking about you. And if you need anything done back here in Columbus, just send us a text and we'll make it so. Damn straight. Damn straight. All right. And that that voice there was my co-host for tonight. He spent he spent the last three days of Christmas break writing, all I want for Christmas is blat. It's the coach, <laughs> basketball legend Matt Longley. How are you, coach? Well done. Good. Nice audible on that one. Yeah, we are flying by the seat of our pants. Right now, I'm telling you, hundreds of thousands of people in America are looking at their phones and they're going, what the f*** is Sports Wednesday doing coming out on a Friday? What am I doing with this? This is a crazy Friday edition of Sports Wednesday. We're doing it for two reasons. Uh, the first reason is the college football playoff games begin this weekend, and we wanted to get our two cents in before that happened. And the second reason is it was exactly one year ago tonight, Coach, when we did the first episode. I know. I see. I was I was driving around today when we decided to do it today, and I'm like, this has got to be almost to the day when we first did it. That's right. And a year ago, too, Maestro was in Hawaii, so he wasn't on that show. And uh, I think we were promising a 20-minute quick breakdown of the week. <laughs> and how, how have we done with that? Yes. Well, over the past year, the show got a, a little bit away from us for a while. It was going up around an hour and 20 minutes. And now <laughs> our new format has it wrestled back down to 45 minutes. I did get some good feedback from loyal listener Hoops on the new format. He's a big fan. Oh, good, 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 good. So, so the show is... Uh, Split into a morning commute and afternoon commute. We shoot for about 20 minutes for each half of the show. And that way you can start and end your workday with Sports Wednesday. There you go. That's right. But before we get to it, I just need to tell you a couple things about social media. First is you can follow us on Twitter at Sport Wednesday. That's Sport Singular Wednesday. But more importantly, 
if you have not followed us on Instagram, it has been it has been Maestro's goal to get us to 100 Instagram followers oh. by the end of the year. So we've got three days left. How close are we, Coach? We're 12 away. We're at 88. 88. So 12 of you, 12 of you, create Instagram accounts for your cats and have those accounts follow us at get Sports us Wednesday 100. on Instagram. I do not hard. want. I don't want Maestro to come back to the show and we have and we have let him down. We need a hundred. It seems like it should be possible. It's very possible. You just need twelve people. We need twelve people. We need a twelve pack of people. Literally, if Jesus was alive, he could say to his disciples, "Hey, everybody, (laughs) follow Sports Wednesday this week, and we would be there." Hey, Judas, even you, even you, it's all good. (laughs) Go ahead. Yeah, just just click the follow button. That's right. So if you're listening uh, and it is the holiday season, just know Jesus wants you to follow Sports Wednesday on Instagram. He really does. He is way into the show and he would really like you to do that. He totally loves the show. Big fan. Big fan. I might have just halved our. We're going to be like, we're going to log in tomorrow and be at like 33. We have only 40 now. Uh, You know, BMOC got all religious. Or we'll quadruple it. Who knows? One or the other. That's right. Well, religion plays a big role in what we're talking about in the morning commute, so let's get to it. So college football playoffs is now, it is a four-team seeded playoff, as it has been since 2014. And our first game is Coach's favorite, the Notre Dame Fighting Irish, Mm. against Clemson, the Clemson Tigers. Tiger. Break it down for us, Coach. Okay, so I was doing some research on this and saw the the betting line. Do you know what the line is on this game? I, yep. I do not know. <clears throat> it's 12 and what? a half. Notre Dame is a 12 and a half underdog, which mm. I thought was pretty, pretty you know large. I like, you know I like those big lines, and I like oh, betting on Notre Dame. You're a big fan, um, yeah. which I, I thought was surprising. But then again, I think Notre Dame thrives and loves – the underdog role. Like, I think that just suits them mm-hmm. to a T. We're Notre Dame. We don't get any respect. Um, we do it the right way, whatever they want to say. Um, and I think if people were looking at this game, I think they're looking at this is the one. They're two evenly matched teams that should be a better game. But I'm kind of thinking the thinking otherwise. I feel like this yeah. game is is, is going to be a blowout. I think Clemson's going to come out. They're so dynamic. They can throw it. Their quarterback is a running and throwing young gun. Um, I also think they're, they're very equal with defense. Notre Dame, they can't really run the ball against, I mean, this, this Clemson line is there's two or three NFLers on them. I feel like this game is going to be a laugher by the third quarter. I feel like Clemson will win easily. Well, we have, uh, we've been waiting for that to happen all season. Yes. So last time, last time Notre Dame was in the playoff, they were exposed quickly. Uh, for the fraud that we believe them to be this year, every every week I'm like, this is the week someone's going to expose Notre Dame. They found a way to win. That's the one difference I think about this Notre Dame team and the previous one. Uh, they do have some character. They do fight. They do try and find a way to win. But uh, Clemson is awfully good. Yeah, they're, you know, they had some hiccups. Syracuse should have had them. I mean, Syracuse had them up against the wall and should have won that game. Um, Cuse, Cuse. Uh, we'll get to that later. But then. Um, but Notre Dame, I mean, I don't know. I, I just don't. I, I feel like they're a better team than they were the last time they were in this type of situation. Yeah. Um, but Clemson, Clemson should should win this game and should get to the final. That's the right way for this to work out. That's the way it should work out. So 
Well, clearly the odds makers agree with you with that big line, 12 and a half points in in a college football playoff game is uh, unprecedented, most likely, but it could be precedented. It's medium sports talk. We'll never know. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) So let's talk quickly about Clemson coach Dabo Sweeney. Yes. What what is the name Dabo? Is it short for something? I I don't know. That's a great question. What would it be short it's for? A, Daboni? <laughs> De, Debo Derek? <laughs> I think that's his Right now there's Clemson fans in America throwing their phones down They're and like, stomping What the hell? The goddamn Friday edition of Sports Wednesday and they don't even know that Dabo is short for Dobu. Oh. Bulabu. He does have a full name. That's right. Dabo Sweeney. Oh, what is it? It's Do William you know? Christopher Sweeney. So Dabo. Hmm. I, is it? Okay. Dabo for short. Dabo Sweeney. So there, I, uh, there's got to be a, fu- a funny story about that nickname. Was given to him. Unless, as an inf- oh, here it is. It's God, I love the internet. It was given to him as an infant <laughs> by his parents when he was 18 months old. His brother would try to enunciate that boy. And would, when referring to the to Sweeney, that boy, Daboy, Daboy, Dabo, Dabo. What? What? <laughs> okay. Oh my God, that's that sounds like that James Franco skit on Saturday Night Live. <laughs> lasagna, pizza. <laughs> it's lasagna, zanya, za, pizza, so. See, lasagna, zanya, za, so, pizza, zanya, za, pizza, so, lasagna, za, pizza, so. So there you go. So Dabo literally means that boy. That boy. That boy. That boy. So that's that's. Are we are we allowed to say boy like that? I don't think we are. No, we probably not. We should that's never out. do that again. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, in in either case, I you know what I I think it would be neat if Notre Dame won. Uh, I do just because I know how, how much it would upset you. Yeah, that would be great, and it would also make for that championship game to be awful. That's great. Awful. It would be awful, but it would get good ratings. Yes, because everybody loves Notre Dame. That's right. And so I'm finding, Coach, with you that if there's an everybody loves about anything, you're very suspicious of it. Very suspicious. Whether it's Notre Dame or Pink Floyd or... <laughs> I am. That, yeah. You just called it. I, when when mm-hmm. I hear that everybody loves or I feel like yep. it, I'm very suspicious. I'm like, yeah. it doesn't make sense to you me. Were, you were raised in all Catholic schools where they were constantly telling you what's what and you were a free thinker who was just clamped down by society. The man held you down, pinned you down by your neck, slapped you around. And now you're like, I don't like Notre Dame. That's how it happens. Man, you just you just completely explained that in 35 seconds. Well done. There we go. Thank you. Yeah, it's the end of the year. I'm feeling like uh, no time for small talk. Let's just cut to the chase. I love it. I am looking forward to you wearing a Notre Dame hat on a future uh, show. We got to make that happen. That'll probably come up soon. If Notre Dame wins, then for sure we'll do it when we watch the uh, championship game. Oh, it's got to happen. Yeah. Oh. All right. On the other side, we have uh, presumptive national champion Alabama against Oklahoma. Now, Oklahoma came on at the end of the year and started to impress me a little bit. Oh, I'm definitely. Uh, so I think this game's going to be closer than than I originally thought. What do you What, what are you seeing? Spot on. That's exactly what I said. I thought. It, I feel like this could be a shootout, which would be so much fun to watch. Um, yep. And you're right about Oklahoma. Oklahoma came on like they. I just feel like they could score on it. They can score on anybody. There's, there's not a team yeah. that can hold them back. The only problem for them is their defense is just so, just terrible. So terrible. I mean, they. I know. I don't feel like they can stop anyone. But the, here's, here's the one caveat though. 
the one caveat and Riley, Lincoln Riley is a pretty smart dude. Um, they should be studying what does Georgia do with Alabama to keep the game so close? Georgia always plays close going all the way back to last year and this year's games, which they should have won. What are they doing? Right. And, and, and I went back and I didn't, you would think if I was really into sports, I would go back and watch the game and see what happened. But I didn't. I looked at some stats. And basically, yeah. <laughs> basically what Georgia does is they completely disrupted Tua's throwing game. Like they interrupted yeah. him twice. They put pressure on him. They knocked him out of the game. Um, if Oklahoma was watching, which I know that they did, and they, I know they studied that, that could make this a very – I think this could be a fantastic game. Well, it is a 14-point line, right. so the odds makers Alabama is going to handle them. Typically, when you have a good offense against a bad defense, that's the kind of line you're going to see. Correct. Uh, the real, real problem for Oklahoma is, say they, they do clamp down and they knock Tua. Yeah. You know, they may, in effect, they're going to bring in Jalen Hurt, and he could be just as effective, if not more. Right. So. I, I think that does them a disservice if Hurt comes in, because they're not – I think that that changes the game. I think if they, yeah. this is crazy, but they're going to play Tua because he's he's the Heisman winner. He's very good. Yeah. But what yeah. Jalen Hurt brings to that game, based on the fact that you have basically a week and a half to try to try to game plan against him, even though you, I mean, yeah. I think that changes everything. Yeah. I think Bama will win this game. Yeah. I will go on a record. They will win the game, but I don't think it's going to be by fourteen points. And if if it is, it's because they were up by seven and they it was a late pick that puts them up by 14 or something at the end. I don't think it's going to be a blowout. That's right. So this would be uh, Alabama-Clemson final. You're seeing it would be a rematch of the 2016 final. Is that yes, correct? that's what I'm seeing. And um, last year, so Alabama won last year. They beat Georgia. Correct. Clemson won 2016. Alabama won 2015. And they beat Clemson? Yes. Clemson? Auburn. No, they beat Auburn. Auburn, that's yes. right. They beat Ohio State en route that Correct. Yes, State. they did. All right. Well, God damn it, I'm sick of Alabama. So am I. <laughs> right? You know, it would, yeah. it would be fre- – I'm going to say it. I don't think everybody would love it, but I would – if there were two upsets and you had Notre Dame and Oklahoma, Jesus, at least we'd have something better to watch or something different to watch. Yeah, that'd be fun. Uh, I'll tell you what, though – I. You know, I know Maestro's not on the show tonight. When he joined us for his first show, which was uh, episode three of Sports Wednesday, a classic. Go ahead and download it now. <laughs> we, we started talking about sports like this, and then I was like, what do you think, Maestro? And he goes, I thought we were going to be talking about stuff like Nick Saban's hair. <laughs> he was, yes. So uh, That's him snoring when we, we just went yeah, off on that. He doesn't, he's not here right, to, right. to keep us off the rails there. That's right. Well, hopefully Nick Saban and his hair will go down in a terrible defeat. The odds makers are going to be like, what were we thinking? And we'll see a really interesting national final. Oh, I hope if so. not, we'll see Alabama play Clemson again. And we'll say, this will be just as good as next time Alabama plays Clemson for the national championship. <laughs> yes, that's what we'll be, we will be saying. Dabo. Dabo, dab boy. All right. Anything else on the on, – on, I mean, this is why – Hundreds of thousands of listeners are tuning into a Friday edition of Sports Wednesday just to get our takes before these games. Oh, start. yeah. Anything else we need? The only thing I want to say is thank God they got it off New Year's Eve. I just thought that was weird. That's right. Yeah. And thank God, I'd like to say, Coach, uh, thank God to you for noticing because we weren't going to put out a show. Yes, okay. You know that. You got to have one guy that's a little bit more than just a little above medium that does look at the dates. <laughs> I know. And I feel like, like putting out 
an episode previewing games that I've actually played is just below the medium it's sports. It's just line. below. So, it's so it's below. Clear that <laughs> Could you imagine if we did that? We release it and be like, oh, yeah, I guess we should have looked at the yeah. dates. Oh, well. Oh, well. Build yourself a time machine, then go back and listen. Oh, which episode is that? <laughs> yeah, that's right. All right. And uh, so, um, unfortunately, Maestro had to pick for this fun spot this week. Fun so spot. I'm gonna, I'm gonna Here, I'm going to hold up. Off to you. I'm going to giggle for, for Maestro. <laughs> fun spot. Right. <laughs> it's hilarious. The fun spot is where something goofy happens. One of the uh, many segments that we tried out during the year. You know, during the year when we were doing shows that were like an hour and 20, hour and 30 minutes, it was because every new segment we came up with, we put in the show without taking anything <laughs> out. We were stacking on so, top of each other. Yeah. I look at that time as kind of like the minor leagues of segment development. And now we're like, okay, now we know which ones we like. We're just going to do one a show and we're going to do it right here in the fun spot. What are we doing? Coach? All right. So to, this is what we're doing. We're basically, we're coming upon the new year. Everybody likes to make new year's resolutions, whether it be bold or tiny or whatever. So I thought, why don't we go ahead and as the major sports and speaking for them, we're going to make new year's resolutions for the major sports in the United States. Okay. Major sports. Well, why don't you kick it? All right. So I'm going to start with. Um, so I'll start with Major League Baseball. I'm a baseball guy. I'm a baseball guy. I'm a baseball guy. Because I'm a baseball guy. And uh, and that's my biggest thing there, right there, is is with baseball. Baseball's resolution is they have to they have to make a more concerted effort to make the game more exciting for young fans because at at this level right now there will be zero in 10, 15 years there will be zero Major League Baseball fans under the age of 38. There just there just won't be any of them. They're just mm. you can't find a young kid that, that I don't know what baseball can do, but they got to start with one. I know they've been trying to shut, you know, bring the time down, but they have to their resolution is make the game more exciting for younger fans. So, uh interestingly enough that same situation is true for insurance salesmen. There should be no insurance salesman under the age of 38 <laughs> here within a couple of years. So if you are an insurance salesman and you listen to the show, yeah, those footsteps you're hearing are apps that make it easy to buy insurance. Yes. Man, that is a great comparison. <laughs> Very good. Very good. I would say my my resolution for Major League Baseball is bring back the bullpen carts with the giant helmets oh. on the top. I know with bringing them back and then it didn't quite take and I'm telling you just commit to them those things were awesome put one in every ballpark those were awesome all right nice I love that one okay let's move on to the NFL okay the NFL it's very simple they need to figure out their their refereeing situation because it's in three letters B-A-D it's so bad and the game is getting longer and longer because they're calling these plays they're calling way too much I'm I'm all about saving and, and making sure that people are safe and you know, I, I'm all. I'm not saying that we need to take away the safety, but the games are just they're they're just too much. There's too many penalties being called. Like every play is a penalty, and it's oh, and then all those automatic reviews oh, in the last two minutes. It's just like I'm like I okay, you know, and like it's too much. So they need to figure it I out. Yeah, I always say I have this joke with my wife. I'm watching a game. She's like, how much time's left? And I'm like, five minutes. And she's like, football minutes, right? Because that takes away more than five <laughs> actual human minutes. <laughs> human minutes. I, I, I'm, I'd be willing to bet, and I know Nate Silver is one of our listeners. Maybe he'll go back and research it for us. <laughs> but football minutes were probably a little bit shorter four years ago than they are Have now to be. Because of all the automatic reviews and stuff in the last two yeah. minutes. It's weird, though. Like When I'm watching a Browns game, that stuff doesn't bother me because I'm so invested. Right. But in 
any other game where I'm not into the teams. I just want to see good plays. And I'm like, oh, it takes God, away all the fluidity team. of the game. Like, you know, you, you, there's just too much. Like, uh, so case in point, there was a play. It was the Browns game. And me being a Browns fan, I still said, what? In one play, there was an offensive holding. Then back on the next play was a defensive holding. And then there was another defensive holding, which that's yeah. th- either they're calling. Uh, that's just too much. Well, as you know, Coach, I was a referee for one day, and you can learn about that experience in Pete Brown Says Episode 4, Season 1. Great episode. Uh, And as soon as I looked at that game with the referee's eyes, I realized that you can literally call a penalty on every play. Correct. On every play, there's something happening on the line. Someone's leaned in. There's some grabbing and stuff. And you just got to decide how much are you going to let them get away with. Right. And and I I just feel like the referees that they have right now, they don't have a system. You need a system. Yeah. Uh, I have uh, two resolutions for the NFL. The first is uh, I think they need to continue their domestic abuse awareness campaign. Oh. They have a problem with it. I think the violence of football spills over into people's personal lives, and the NFL is responsible for bringing awareness to that and helping make sure that doesn't happen. Agree. Uh, that's that's the serious one. And then the other one, that which I think is even better, is they should bring back the leather faceless helmets. <laughs> I agree. That would be awesome, yes. right? And <laughs> you know, I think I think it'd be good. Their stars, you know, their faces would be on TV, and I think there'd be a lot less. Oh, there'd you know, be no helmet to helmet contact there. Exactly. It's crazy. Like even trying to figure out how you're allowed to sack a quarterback right now. I'm like, okay, you can you can tackle him, but you got to move your helmet to the side, and, and then, you can't land on. And when you land on top, you better put your hands down because then you've got to keep your weight off him. What? How yeah. do you do that? Crazy. So I just saw that John Feinstein, who uh, is a sports writer who wrote Season on the Brink, the the Billy Knight book, and several other many good books, he just put out a book about NFL quarterbacks. I haven't read it yet. Uh, And I was going to buy it today, but to research it, here are the quarterbacks he chose. It was like Andrew Luck, Alex Smith, um, Joe Flacco, some some other contemporary guy, and Doug Williams. And I was just like, what is this weird mix? Is that the only people that answered him? That is a. Those were the. So basically, to write the story, he did these in depth interviews with these five quarterbacks. Uh, but no Tom Brady. Oh. You know, no, no, no Bernie Kosar. No Bernie Kosar. No Troy Aikman. No Paul McDonald. Oh. So. So if you're out there and you've read it, tweet at us and let me know if it's it's worth the three ninety nine oh. for me to buy it on my Kindle. Yeah, there you go. Thousands, hundreds of go. thousands of listeners are going to tell you which way to go on that. That's right. It, the ones that haven't thrown down their phones and smashed them. Oh, yes. Several already. Have. The true followers. The true followers of Jesus. <laughs> Just a reminder, folks, before we get into NBA resolutions, Jesus wants you to follow Sports Wednesday on Instagram. Please. Okay. And, and wait, can I make a real quick correction? Yeah. Um, I think you said John Feinstein's book about Billy Knight. Did you mean Bobby? Did I say Billy? You did say Billy. Uh, no, it, it, is, it is about Billy Knight, Bobby's lesser-known brother. He was a very good <laughs> football player. Love Billy Knight. Uh, I'm so glad that you caught me on that, since I caught you on the uh, Ricky Petrino. Yes. <laughs> Sorry. I've got rabbit ears for those now. Uh, All right. All right. So where are we at? Okay. What do we want to do next? Uh, we got NHL and we got NBA. NBA. NBA resolution. Okay, so my my whole resolution is it, it's all about the competitive equity of the league. 
Like, I don't know what they have to do, <clears throat> but the grouping of these stars has done two things. One, it's made some really dog shit teams that come out every night um, with nothing to play for except um, maybe trying to get 12 wins for a season. And, and fans are shelling, have, I mean, season ticket holders have shelled out money for these teams that knowing they're never, they're not going to win at all. And two, I think it's built this huge level of apathy. Like, Someone was saying like the other day or just was just recently on Christmas Day, the Lakers absolutely boat raced uh, the Warriors. But then again, the, the mm-hmm. Warriors, like there's like someone says knee jerk reaction. Should the Warriors be worried? I'm like, the Warriors have to do so much just to get excited about one of the 82 games they have to play. Like they're right. so good that like, yeah, they probably did get up for that game and they just lost. But like, it's just the, the equity is like they don't, it's just not there. Like it's gotten to a point now that it's. I mean, we've, we've said it several times on this team, but like, or on this uh, podcast, but once again, every time I look at that, I'm like, am I really thinking about like, if Sacramento and the Hawks are playing, who gives a crap? Those, neither one of those teams (laughs) are going to do anything, but be in the lottery next year. So they have to fix the equity. I don't know how they do that. Competitive equity has to happen. And I, I, you know, what's interesting and what's different between the NBA and baseball in this particular point is in baseball, that's a lot more tied to market size. Yes. But in the NBA, it's tied to who your rich, eccentric owner is. Correct. You know, so that, so, I mean, yes, I understand Warriors or San Francisco, Lakers are, those are big market teams, but the Knicks cannot get it together. I know. No how much money they spend, which I don't understand. Right. Yeah. And then, but you have the Cavs, uh, the Celtics com- competing there. I don't know, you know. I, I tell you what, when when I looked when I looked and saw like a Tuesday night Cavs Knicks game tickets were four bucks, I was just like, <laughs> "What?" Yeah, you've got to, Adam Silver. You have got to figure you've out what's got going. To, I mean, on. those price of those tickets might be more or might be less than going to a, a D League game. I bet you the tickets a D League game are probably more than that. He's got to somehow they got to. I don't. And I'm sitting here saying you got to fix it, but I don't have a resolution. You know, I don't know how to. But Jesus, you got to fix it. That being said, when the Titans clash, I do tune into those games. It is pretty awesome. Yes, those are those are worth watching. But all right, I I can't wait to hear your hockey resolution. Oh, here we go. So here's the NHL, and and we've said it. I've said it to anybody that listen. But when it gets time to playoffs and how they figure out who plays who and how that all shakes out. It is way too confusing. They're losing the casual <laughs> fan, aka me, from watching because I don't get it. How did you come up with these? Like, I try to follow the team in Columbus, and Columbus, like, yeah. I'm like a casual guy, so I'm like, boy, they had a great season. And then two years ago, they had such a great season, they had to play the Penguins. <laughs> like, yeah. And then last year, was it last year they played the Capitals? So I mean, like. Yeah, in two years in a row, they they've had good seasons, but their reward is that they have to play the best team in in their conference. I don't get it. Yeah, I feel like I feel like those rules are made up by two eighth graders stuck in indoor recess. <laughs> yes. Well, you you earn points, but you know you earn so many points for a tie, and then if your concession stands sell over two thousand, you get half a point. Yeah, uh, you've been advocating for the simplification of hockey for a long time. I've been banging on that drum. I know, I know. Uh, and uh, as we know, you and Maestro, big hockey fans. You go to hockey games together. You wear <laughs> hockey jerseys together. You just <laughs> you're to hockey wedding to each other. So we are that. Uh, I would say, yeah, 
it's hard. It's hard to be a casual hockey fan. You either spend the time to figure it out or. Yeah, you can't. It's it's hard to be a casual fan. So I would say, speaking of casual fans, though, it's a little bit easier with Major League Soccer. And Major League Soccer's resolution for the year is follow through on the Columbus Crew deal. I know it's still getting done and there's going to be a nice new stadium, but that is like a huge differentiator for any of these major sports leagues, taking care of a team, a, t- a hometown that didn't want to lose their team. Yeah. I mean, if if they actually follow through, which at this point we are, unless something major happens, it will fall fall apart. Correct? Like we're in, right. I mean, it just shows that they care and, and it, it gives me more hope. And this is coming from a guy that's uttered the words, Amer- soccer will not work in America. It gives me more <laughs> hope, gives me more hope that it could. And this is another side. MLS needs to push for these new stadiums and getting more of these stadiums taken care of. So it becomes more of a destination sporting event in these downtown arenas like Columbus is supposed to get. If you can make that happen, boy, MLS, you're, you're on the upswing for me. Yeah. All right. Uh, so let me ask you this personal resolution. I'm looking at this and I'm like, could I make the resolution that in 2019, I want to see a game in all of the majors? Ooh. Close. I mean, I, I usually see Major League Baseball one or that two. That one's an easy one. Uh, NBA, I don't know this. You know, the last couple of years I've seen one. Soccer, I have not gone in a couple of years. Hockey, sometimes. Like if tickets come up now and again here in town, but I could probably make that happen pretty easily. Oh, yeah. But NFL, I don't know. I don't see myself spending any money to go to an NFL game. I, 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 I'm going to make that resolution. I'm yeah. going to do it. That's actually a good one. So that's so. Here's 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 what the cycle okay, is. Are you yeah. ready? One college football game, okay. D one. Okay. One college basketball Got game. Got it. One major league baseball game. Yep. One NBA game. One NFL. One NHL. One major league soccer game, and one world team tennis. Game. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yes. The the WTA. I'm going to make sure that happens. <laughs> All right. So that's one, two, three. Okay, not in county tennis. That's seven games. That's, that's possible. possible. Yeah. I remember back when I was an English major and I'd be like, I'm going to read 100 books this year. <laughs> I'm going to read three. <laughs> Fallen from grace. I'm like, I'm going to not read any books and go see sports. Yes, that's even better. All right. Well, speaking of resolutions, Coach, it's time for our listeners to learn that this show is sponsored for another year by Hoopsters, the greatest basketball-themed board game you've never played. Hoopsters is uh, fun. It was invented by Coach and I a long time ago, and each week we're going to give a little update on how close we are getting it to market. And, Coach, I think our update is pretty close. Yeah, we're real close. That was a great meeting we had the other day, and we're, we're doing the nitty-gritty here. I think we're uh, finally the board that you showed me the other day. i, I got to tell you, I was... I'm going to tell the listeners that BMOC basically learned how to make a board by himself. And and in my heart, I was like, okay, this this should take at least two or three efforts. But he went down one time, went to this place basically where he could make it, sent me a picture. And I'm going to tell you right now, I was very impressed. That was impressive. In fact, I was late getting on the show today because I was staining the rails because I want (sighs) to... see what it looks like you know what we talked yes. about getting a little orange in here so uh january 8th i have my refresher course on the laser because i <laughs> took the laser course a year ago and then i tried doing it and i somehow have the file set up so instead of like 
burning the numbers and the circles, it burns everything except those two. Complete negative. So I had to stop it because it was just making a lot of smoke. Oh there. God, that's, that's that's fantastic. But I'm gonna call. I'm gonna say we know set production set zero zero one is going to Maestro, no, no charge. Yep. That's it's fair compensation. And then I I think we will have sets available by the end of January. Oh, that's exciting. Yeah. So good, good times. times. Hey, All join right, the that, newsletter. I mean, means it's time for our evening commute. Well, folks, we have been tracking this entire year, our scoreboard on picks. And now it's time for your scoreboard update. Maestro has been in the lead from the get-go, but we are creeping up on him. Last week, our, our locks of the week, Coach, Oh, you told us any team that travels to Hawaii will lose because of, I guess, apparently you thought they were taking a train to Hawaii. <laughs> Son of a... Uh, I, I, I can't was believe it. That was our money pick, too. It was our, our money pick, which means we wagered actual money with Coach's brother on it. Yes. Louisiana Tech uh, beat Hawaii 31 to 19. So we are now down five bucks to Coach's brother. Correct. So we need to fix who that. And who will not hesitate to break Coach's kneecaps? <laughs> oh, he's he's done it before. He'll do it again. That's right. Uh, Maestro had picked the Colts over. Um, yeah. The, the Giants, actually. Yes, the, the Giants. Were- and they were minus nine. They did not cover. They won 28-27. Yes. I did watch the end of that game, and I just don't know. was a good finish. Happened. The Giants this year, they really fell apart. Uh, but my pick came in. I had picked the Packers minus one. Uh, they ended up winning 44-38. to 38. So our scoreboard is now Maestro 103 of 178. I move up to 99 of 178, and you're still one ahead of me at 100 of 178. Mm, so we're knocking on the door. Yep, going into our last couple of picks, which are going to be, uh, first of all, the bowl game pick em update. And I have a slight lead there, 11 points yeah. to 10 on you and oh. eight on Meister. Oh, my God. this If this came out exactly how it is, we would end up with a three-way tie. Oh, my God. You're right. So uh, luckily, we have some locks of the week to pick this week. The way locks work, folks, is uh, it's any sport. We, we pick them against the line, and you can go and take out – a second mortgage to, to wager on what we recommend. Oh, guaranteed. You might want to get, you can get your money back. I know last week I was a little off, but this week we're going to get your money back. Trust me. Right. We're that's, so good at this. So we only have two to choose from this week to make the money back. And I'll give you mine first. How's that coach? Go for it. I am picking the Indianapolis Colts minus three at Tennessee. Hmm. The Colts currently are in Tennessee is currently out. So they have a lot to play. They both have to win to stay in basically. Uh, the Colts have been covering and doing pretty well recently. I think they're going to win this game. I like that. I like that pick a lot. All right. Um, I did not pick that game. I went college again. Um, okay. I took a team that's done well for me this year. Um, I took the Fighting Nears of West Virginia uh, nice. minus one over Cuse. So I, I feel like this game, I'm going against my team, but I feel like West Virginia. Um, Oh, you know what? what? I don't like that game at all. Okay. You want to know why? I just why? realized uh, their quarterback, West Virginia's quarterback, is not playing. How come? He's sitting it out because of the draft. Because of the draft, and he's got yeah. to work on his yeah. Instagram. So I'm going to flip that. I'm going to flip that and Wait take Cuse. 
How does that guy have half a million Instagram followers and we only have 88? It makes no sense it makes to me. zero sense to me. Zero. All right, you're taking Syracuse plus one over it. West Virginia. Yes, now I'm flipping that because I was going to take it based on West Virginia's offense, but without their quarterback, I'm going with uh, I'm going with Cuse. So my only hesitation is Syracuse, when I watched them against Notre Dame, they did not look good. But Yeah, I here's what I'm going to say about that pick. Mm-hmm. I don't love it. I really loved West Virginia, <laughs> but yeah, me being gotcha. media sports, I'm going to go, I'm going to say right. Yeah. I don't love that pick. I don't. All right. So, so here's, here's what I think we do. Uh, first of all, your Hawaii pick didn't come through. So you've got kind of a stink of failure. All oh, I'm, I'm a failure already. So let's see if you can bet Mark uh, Indianapolis minus three against Tennessee. And this would be a double or nothing bet. Okay. All right. I love that. Okay, let us know if he goes for it. If he doesn't, uh, you know, I don't know. He we'll will. Oh, out. my God. I'll have to we'll find After he won the bet, he texted yeah. me immediately and says, hey, send me your next three picks. Nice. <laughs> so he's, <laughs> this, is, this is a bookie that That's knows right. what buttons to push on me. That's right. So if, uh, if Coach has a minor gambling problem. Oh, my. His big brother is his big brother. Does he say things to you like, all right, Matt, uh, here's what you owe me, plus the VIG. <laughs> He just sent me a text that says, pay me. Yeah. So that's our lock of the week. Indianapolis Colts minus three uh, at Tennessee. Folks, I, I like uh, that pick a lot. Just remember, Jesus wants you to follow us on Instagram. <laughs> he really does. I don't know why I didn't think of that as a strategy from the get-go. We, we would have millions and millions of followers. All right. It looks like it's time for tri- 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 Trivia. 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 All right. When we're doing college football playoff trivia, because that's why we're coming out on Friday. Uh, you got a question there, coach? Uh, I want you to go first. Okay. Uh, so we know, let me pull up my thing here. It, the college football playoff has been since 2014 and the winners were Ohio state over Oregon, uh, Alabama won over Clemson, Clemson won over Alabama, and then Alabama won over Georgia. One of those four games had the largest audience ever for a cable TV event. Ooh. Say them again. So 2014 was Ohio State, Oregon. 2015 was Alabama, Clemson. 2016 was Clemson, Alabama. And then 2017 was Alabama, Georgia. I want to say... Alabama Auburn. Alabama Auburn is not correct. It's not correct. It was Ohio State, Oregon, Ooh. if you can believe that. And it was uh, 34 million viewers across Jesus. all their networks. And it was it was also so and that was like an eighteen point two rating on Nielsen, which is, is huge, yes. right? Because ML, MLS gets like a point zero zero four in their their site. <laughs> It was also their largest streaming audience in anything except for World Cup. Apparently on their World Cup games, they have a bigger streaming audience. That's amazing. That is amazing. So the, the Buckeyes, they bring, the, they bring well, the show. Yeah, I knew they brought the show when they um, they travel well. I just didn't think that they would have that big of prev- presence outside of Columbus. Well, and it was the first Correct. one, right? All right, all right. So, I mean, I think a lot of people are leaning in. And I thought it was interesting because, you know, the, the playoff games rotate among yes. five bowls, right? The Sugar Bowl. But but the championship game, cities bid on it like 
they bid on the Super oh, Bowl, they do? basically. Oh. Yeah. And in fact, Coach, in 2022, it's going to be an Indian. Oh, we're already there. I'm so get we the should tickets. go. Yeah. And I think that's going to be a OU against well, Northern that, Illinois. And, and that will now. destroy the Rings. I know. It will be an all-math national championship. I can't wait. All right, what's your what's your question? I, I know I know a lot about college football playoff games. <laughs> All right, okay, here's here's the deal. <laughs> Bronco Nagurski. Okay, college football playoff. <laughs> I got to tell you, so I looked at the show sheet, and on the show sheet it says BMOC college yeah. football trivia. So I thought that you were the only one bringing a trivia yeah. question. Oh yeah, that was yeah. I just meant it was my week to pick. I do not. I could give you a second trivia question if we want to do it that way. Do you have one? Yeah. All right, let's do that. Let's just say, okay. yeah. Give me a second one. I'll do two, and and that way we can have you failing twice on the show, which always pleases the audience. Oh, I'm going to fail hard on this one. Yeah. All, All right, right, here we go. People love that. Okay. Who played in the final BCS national championship game before we switched Ooh. to the playoffs? Oh, I so, think so that would have been after the 2013 season in January 2014. Okay, so I think I know this one. I think I know this one. Is it Notre Dame, Alabama with Manti Teo? It is not. It is not? No. What? No, surprisingly. It was the final BCS national championship game was Florida State uh, over Auburn. Oh, 34 31. So that was Jameis Winston. Yeah. Manti Teo was, was way too busy mourning his dead girlfriend. <laughs> Which that is such a bizarre story. It is a crazy story. I'm going to put a link in the show notes to, I think it was. You Dead have Spin. to. I mean, I, I, I remember I read that whole thing and I'm like, I can't even believe this happened. Is he and still t- in the yes. NFL? Oh, absolutely. I think he plays for the Saints. Man. He absolutely got it got away from that. There's more to that story than has come out. You're right, he oh. is with the Saints. I mean, there's more to more to it. Oh yeah. Like I That's, don't I don't think Manti Teo was just duped. I think something might have been happening on the down low and in Oh I absolutely. I don't know. You know? Oh. And he's That's Mormon. a crazy story. Yes. That's a crazy story. Yeah. Manti Teo. All right. All right. Well, Let's top it with your final thought, Coach. Okay, so my final thought. Um, <laughs> By the way, Vanity Fair has a, a feature on this called The Boy Who Cried Dead Girlfriend. <laughs> okay, that, that's kind of funny. I'm going to read this one because it says, those who know Tao best explain how he fell for such a strange hoax. Okay, because that, that's that's a great, great title. Okay, so my final thought really has to do, it's almost wait, a question. Wait a second. Yes. I, th- I actually think like the Saints told Manti Teo, they're like, well, nobody gets paid for their first five years in the league. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, okay. 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 Sounds good. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, final, th- final thought. Some- final thoughts. My final thought essentially has to do with bowl season. And it's my question to you. And I don't, I don't know if we've discussed this before, but like, I'll always, I always hear it. I'll hear it when I'm talking to other sports fans and they're talking about rooting for your, um, your conference in yep. bowl season. Yep. And I, I, how do you feel about that? Like, are you, are you on that, that, that train? Like, cause I have a feeling about it, but what, what do you think about that? Well, I'll tell you what, I tend to root for teams that I know something about. Right. And so, right. 
if it's like an Iowa Arizona State game, I'll probably root for Iowa because I'll know more about them just from them being in the Big Ten. Uh, but like if there's a team that has a coach that I like or, you know, there's something good about them, I'll, I don't have a problem rooting against my conference. Yeah. Like I, I don't think it's it's not a blanket statement for me. Sure. Like I, I'll, I, ne- I have, I'll never root for Michigan. I mean, that's just a no. Good and I've heard people say like, well, at least it looks good for the conference. I'm like, yeah, but that's that's Michigan. Yeah. It doesn't yeah. make sense to me. Yeah, you can't do it, man. No. Do it. No. So, but I do like whenever a Mac team wins, I'm I'm excited for the Mac as you know, I'm right. and, Mac and, football. Right, and it, it makes the, you know, especially if they upset a good team. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. like, you know, they come out and beat a good team, but right. you know, and you oh, it, you know, right, college football is probably my favorite sport, right. favorite team sport to watch, and I like this bowl season have watched 30 seconds of bowl games <laughs> combined. <laughs> So I'm going to ask, did, how much did you watch any of the, the OU game? I didn't. Oh, no, you couldn't because you were yeah. out of class. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Okay. So, so um, I would have watched that game. But like, you know, in the evenings now and I'm home on break and stuff, it's just like, for, first of all, I have to spend some quality time with my family and they don't want to watch college football with me. No, uh, but, me either. But like yes. none of the matchups excited me enough No. to even want to go and say, oh, yeah, let's see who's going to win the Rose Bowl. Yeah, like those – well, like they're gonna get better. Like some of the yeah. matchups do get better; they always do. But like yeah. those early ones, like, ooh, you really—I I swear that's why people bet because the only yeah. reason why people watch those games is they've got they've got skin in the game. That's well, and a lot of those early ones, you know, the stands are just empty, and oh. like I don't know what money is being made by who, you know, nobody. Is it by the town like the Frisco Bowl that the Bobcats were in, which is sponsored by the city of Frisco, Texas? Do they get exposure from that bowl game? Is there a reason? Because clearly they're not making it back and people traveling to Texas to watch the Bobcats play. No. What what are they getting back from that? And I have to tell you, I was very disappointed that it was not played in San Francisco. Yeah. Yeah. It's (laughs) it's the other Frisco Bowl. I know. But then, you know, the uh, first responder bowl was canceled because of weather. And, you know, my heart did not break. No, not at all. <laughs> so Boston College, yeah. Oof. I mean, I'll, I'll watch the big ones on New Year's Day probably. I, I do like watching those, but I don't know. Yeah. I, well, like, I think so, like, Root for Your Conference is like, it's not a medium sports fan thing. Not at all. And like, so like Michigan's playing Florida, I think it's tomorrow. Mm-hmm. You know, you're not rooting for Michigan to win to make Ohio State look better. I mean, That's right. you're rooting for Florida to kick the crap out of Michigan. Yeah. If you're an Ohio yeah. State fan. As always. As always. All right. So that's a decent final thought, basically. Yeah. It's yeah. difficult. It's difficult to have loyalties when this landscape is constantly shifting, right? And always. I, I, you know, when you get invited to the Frisco Bowl, you know, you got to pretend like you're excited about it. Like when you got, it's like getting a crappy Christmas present from your Aunt Judy, you know? <laughs> yes. Damn it. Thank Aunt you, Judy. Aunt Judy. I love it. I always wanted to love brush. the sweater. Yes. Yeah. It's a beautiful sweater. All right. Well, I think that's it. Uh, Coach, you got anything else you need to get off your chest? No, my chest is free. All right. Once again, Maestro, if you're listening, our thoughts are with you, buddy. And uh, shoot us a text. Keep us up to date. And uh, hopefully we'll be back on the show ASAP. Yeah. Take care, my man. All right. Let's call it, Coach. All right, everybody. If you can find it, grab that David Blatt bobblehead. Look him straight in the eye. Pat him on top of the head and tell him go to bed because Sports Wednesday is done. 
Oh, yeah. Sports Wednesday is produced by Blue Monkey Communications and features basketball legend Matt Longley, the maestro Brian Hake, and me, Pete Brown. Some music and sound effects from today's show came from the websites audionautics.com and freesound.org. Visit sportswednesday.com for complete attribution. You can follow us on Twitter at Sport Wednesday, that's sport with no S, Wednesday, and on Instagram at Sports Wednesday. For more information about the board game Hoopsters, visit hoopsters.store, drop your email address in, and we'll keep you in the loop. Until next Wednesday, and on behalf of basketball legend Matt Longley and the maestro Brian Hake, I'm Pete Brown, the big man on campus, saying good times, everybody. Good times.